Welcome. My name is Tanai, and I'm a women's intimacy and empowerment coach. I want women to have the freedom to express themselves unapologetically so they can create the lives and the relationships that they deeply desire. After a decade of trying to heal what I thought was commitment phobia, I realized that there's actually no such thing. So drop all of your preconceived notions and open up your mind and your heart to the conversations that I'm going to be having on this podcast. This is my opportunity to debunk commitment phobia and have deep and radically vulnerable conversations with my guests about what it really takes for people to create authentic and intimate connections and relationships. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's season two of Commitment Phobe. So exciting. And we're going to be going deeper and getting more vulnerable and touching on things that are more taboo. And I couldn't think of a better person to kick that off with than my friend, Kaylin McDuff. She's (laughs) an incredible woman's coach, and she helps women get out of their head and into their body to create a life based out of desire. But I mean, if you know her, just in the very few minutes that you interact with her, you can just tell she's so special because she's a full spectrum woman. You know, she shows you her silliness, her sexiness. She puts on her boss babe pants on and she's a boss babe. She's just all of it, you know, and she she meets you with so much love and so much approval that there's something that opens up in you and there's like an instant inspiration to be your true self and feel safe going anywhere within your yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm so excited to kick this off with you. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be here and, uh, I'm so curious to see what I've like, what, what unfolds, you know, every time we have a conversation, I feel like there's like some really cool thread. So we'll just see what comes out today. Huh? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I do want to start off with asking you, what are you, what are you out to create in the world right now? Mm, you know, I'm, uh, I am getting, I'm in a season of getting in deeper touch with my medicine. And <laughs> that is such a humbling process because <laughs> you have to just be willing to get so vulnerable and not, you know, it's like what was relevant or resonant a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. It's just like, not, you know, not the thing. And yeah. So right now there's this, this like darkness that wants to come out of me. So, you know, I just hosted this dinner, the slutty soiree last week. And you know, it was this whole experience of like, like my pussy just was like, okay, we want to do this. We want to do this. Like, oh, we don't really care about making a lot of money from it or what mm-hmm. selling things or whatever. It was, my pussy was just like, we just want to create a dinner party, like a dinner that we would want to attend. <laughs> And just, it was so humbling to follow that desire, you know, and to like see it all the way through. And what I really got to was like this new level of leadership that I am bringing into the world and in my practice, it's like, it's about like shaking women to let the truest thing that wants to come through them come through And also about like bringing women down to the depths of their soul and into their like feminine darkness Mm. 
and doing that with so much skill and love and approval that's really what I got from that dinner. You know, like there were moments where I was like, oh shit, like I got scared with how dark and deep we went. Mm, yeah. But then I got to expand my leadership and be like, oh, there's nothing to fix here. There's nothing, there's actually nothing wrong. I just, I just need to bring love and approval to the, all these spots of darkness and, and women want to be dominated. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So many <laughs> and they want to be dominated by me. You know, I'm actually, I can see that. I mean, I've been there. So <laughs> I have so you know? been there. Yep. Yeah. And, and so I just realized I'm like, Oh, I'm this access point, like portal for women who want to touch that deeper thing, but just who don't have full approval for it themselves yet. And so that's, that's really like, I think what my medicine is, what's coming through. So right mm. now, and that may look like retreats and other dinner experiences and, you know, thinking about a container called slut school, which I'm like, what my ego does not want to yes. do. That. Yeah. Know? That's interesting. I, I literally like, I have so much, so many of my notes here just to ask yeah. you about this. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what the slutty soiree was? Oh yeah. And then, yeah. And then I also just, you know, you've just, you've just been talking so much about letting that inner slot out. So I just yeah. want, you know, I want to hear more about like, what does that mean yeah. to you and, and why you're inspired totally. to talk about it? Yeah. I mean, the study soiree, I just created it as a space for women to come together and just have full approval for, for their slut or just like whatever their, that darker piece is that wants to come through that we so often don't have approval for in the world, you know? And so that was literally like, I could just feel the energy of that moving through me for months. And then finally I, I was like, okay, like I, I gotta, like, I gotta move this or I'm going to lose it, you know? And so, but I, I didn't know what was going to happen, you know, at that dinner. Like I could just picture, I was like, okay, the flowers and the lighting and the energy and the thickness and the rawness and, you know, just that energy. I could just feel it vibrating through my body. And I just started selling tickets, you know, based on that energy, you know, and then like, it's like a couple of days before and I'm like, wow, I don't like, what's going to happen at this thing. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I don't know. <laughs> and then I sort of had to come up with a little bit of a plan because I had a whole team of people, chefs and, you know, like back of house people like supporting me and, you know, I don't need to like stay on a really clear cut plan, but I need to have some sense to like, yeah. So I had to really sit with, okay, like what's the experience I want to take women through. And so I just developed a couple of, you know, exercises and conversations and experiences to really like let women go all the way down, you know, and a big part of it was like humiliation. And they opted into that. You know, I was like, if you're coming to this dinner, like you're saying yes to being around scantily clad women, you want that. And you want to be called a little slut, a whore, you know, like I'm going to be using pussy. I might say you're a cunt, you know, like all of these things. And so you got to be a, not just okay with that, but be like turned on about it. And at any point you can opt out. Right. And so I set up the containers with so much clear consent. When they came in the door, I had them fill out a consent form. It was like, does Kaylin have permission to touch your hair, touch your shoulders, mm. touch your upper chest, not including your breasts, you know? 
And that those may seem like simple things, right? But it created the space where I knew 100% of them agreed to all of that. They yeah. wanted it, right? But right. I needed mm-hmm. to know that. And so then it's like, I got to walk around the table and touch them and hold them. And they were a full yes to that. And so by, by like having all those checkpoints of consent, it's really one of the most powerful containers I've ever held, you know? Yeah. And it really, yeah, it just had me get present to like how women want to be held, how it feels so good to be held like that. Mm. Wow. That sounds incredible. What it makes me think of is just how much women want to surrender because that's the feminine. And and there's like so much surrender that happens in something like being humiliated or like being dominated and all that there really needs to be present is that approval and that safety, like just knowing that you're safe to do that. Totally. And setting it up as a game, you know, like that's the other thing is that what I said to them is I'm like, this isn't real. Like, it's like, we're playing here. Right. And that's why it's hot because we're all agreeing to the rules of the game. Mm. And so we can create any experience we want to, you know, Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so for me, like a slut is a woman that has full approval for her hunger and her appetite, you know, and is like willing to express that in the world. Mm. And I'm interested in a world. So back to your original question of like, what am I? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I am like interested in a world where all women have so much fucking approval for their hunger and their yearning Mm. and their desire. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah. Better be at the next one. Just saying. Absolutely. (laughs) And you know, I'm in cocoon, which I also want to talk to you about. Oh yeah. Right. (laughs) I went on your Facebook and, and I went into your photos and I clicked backwards instead of forward. And Kaylin of like, (laughs) Kaylin of like eight years ago or six years ago was very different. Definitely didn't look like a slut in any way. No. Um, Okay. That is hilarious that you (laughs) did that. I feel thrilled by this. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You were, you look, you just look like a totally different person. So where was your relationship (laughs) to your sexuality or your inner slut before? And and what was like the turning point? I know there's several turning points, but- what would yeah. you say is the turning? To- yeah, totally. I just had so much shame, you know, and I just couldn't feel my body. And I wanted so badly to be a good girl in the world and be rewarded for that. And so the thing, especially that actually came out at the slutty soiree is that I did have, like, I knew I was a sexual being, you know, yeah. like my friends would joke like, oh yeah, Kaylin, she's like, um, who, uh, what's her name? The sex, um, on sex in the city, the one with the blonde hair, um, Samantha. Uh-huh. Yeah. She, you know, it's like, Oh, Kaylin, she's like Samantha, whatever. Right. So it's like, I always enjoyed the idea of sex and talking about sex. Right. But I couldn't feel when I was having sex. Mm. Right. And I had that, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to have orgasms. And so this, that whole part of my life was so shut down, but I sought out experiences where I could feel that part of me, but I just didn't have that much approval for it. And just, yeah, rightness. So mm. what kind of messages did you grow up with or like around? Oh that? yeah. I mean, you know, just the classic Episcopal church, you know, ah. just like, 
I just dried my pussy out there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so we just didn't talk about sex, you know? And I mean, well, so in church, right, we talked about saving yourself, right? Virginity, you lose your virginity, you lose something. And, And then just in my family, you know, we just didn't really talk about sex all that much. And, and, you know, it's uh, my parents, right. Came from a generation where you just didn't talk about it. That's what they were trained in. And so I don't hold anything on my parents. I'm like, they were just doing the very best that they could and doing what was the norm from where the time that they came from. And so really I just was like, okay, I got to be a good girl. I got to like, shut this down. Okay. Yeah. And I just held like a lot of trauma around that, that I just didn't was so undistinguished for so long, you know? Right. So it was like, you were driven by behaving, whereas now you're like driven by misbehaving. Yeah. Just, I'm just driven by like expression now. Yeah. And maybe that's misbehaving, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I, for myself, want to be fully expressed Mm -hmm. and I want that for every woman. Mm -hmm. But yeah, before it was so much, it was just like, oh, if I could just like, if I could just be a good girl, then I will be lovable. That's how I can receive love is if I obey the rules and I'm a straight A student, you know? So like, I remember getting my first B in college. This is the first B of my entire life. And I thought I was like, the world is going to come crashing down. I was so heartbroken. What did you study? Oh, I, you know, Spanish and economics, but see the, the econ thing makes sense because I, you, you know, a little bit about this. I love precision. Yeah. Right. And that's that part of me that's just like, oh, I'm so curious about all these like little things, you know? And so I loved economics, like (laughs) the the whole, like figuring it out and the whole ride of it was just so much fun Mm, for me. Yeah. But yeah, it's hilarious that I I was an econ major and now I just talk about it. Uh (laughs) I love that. I mean, you got to love a good before and after, you know? Good before and after. Yep, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So you say that you attracted this wonderful man in your life who you're about to create a home with. Yeah. Um, You say that you attracted him because you were right with your inner slut and fully let her out. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that. Yeah. My whole journey has really been about learning to receive. And then as I've learned to receive, I've started to get in touch with how hungry I am. Right. And just like hunger, like, it's not just, it's not, it is sex, right. I'm so hungry for sex. Now that I'm like open up, I'm like ravenous (laughs) with myself. Right. And with my partner, I am just like, give it to me because I can feel, you know, but then this like goes to other areas of life where I'm just like, I am hungry for sisterhood. I'm hungry for luxury. I am like hungry to bring all these women into my circle so I can support their transformation. You know, I just, once you get in touch with that hunger in your sacral chakra, 
right? That is, that is your power source. And so it just like lights everything up. And so then when I showed up in front of this amazing man, I, on our first date, I could just communicate all of my hunger, including my sexual hunger, including like, oh, I am creating life partnership. You know, I am like creating this kind of a spiritually grounded relationship. I'm creating motherhood, you know, like I want all of these things and I'm not attached, but I let myself have the hunger of it and share it and share it. And so, and, you know, I told him, I was like, I love being called a little slut and, you know, like I love the play of it and the game of all of it. And so I just showed up, you know, and it's like, okay, I like to play games. (laughs) And by games, I don't mean, I like to like play those weird relationship games where people pretend I don't like, they don't like each other or whatever. Right. Cause that's all about hiding where this is all about showing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about those kinds of games. I'm talking about all the game where you put all of your pieces on the, on the table and you open kimono, you're like, okay, here I am. Right. And these are the things that turn me on. Right. Right. And then now let's play a game with that. So I just brought all of that out. And honestly, all the men I've been out with this year, they couldn't hold that. It was actually out of their range energetically. And that's okay. Angel is unique. He's not, he's just unlike any other man I've been with. Well, what's important is that you didn't compromise it. You stayed loyal to your hunger. Yeah, totally. And I just, I mean, there were, I, there were so many moments where I was just like, fuck, could I really have this? And, you know, three days before I met Angel, one of my teachers said to me, my teacher Perry, she was like, well, I, I was just so frustrated, you know, I was like, oh, dates are canceling. You know, one d- date literally canceled because I was vegan. He was like, this is not. Oh, gonna- yeah, I remember. <laughs> remember that? And yeah. I was like, what is the what is God trying to show me through this? Like, what the fuck? You know, and and Perry, uh, my teacher said, you know, Kaylin, I think you need to surrender to the idea that you could be alone forever and that Mm -hmm. i was like are you fucking kidding me but what i got in that was like oh okay i can go all the way down and i can surrender inside of my hunger i can want what i want but it's like i had to cut the attachments to it Yeah. You know, I, I recently heard of the same, the same message basically about money because it it was like the reminder that we manifest out of our fears too. So as long as you're fearing something, that fear could be manifesting into your reality. So you actually have to let go of the fear of being broke yeah, in order to like dive in, you know, and, and allow yourself to surrender and really receive. So it's like the same idea, you know, but it's it's receiving. Yeah. You have to like, I said this thing the other day, it was like, you have to be willing to not have what you want to really be able to have it. Mm. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And that involves many deaths. 
so many deaths, many, 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 many deaths. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And what you see in general with women or in your clients, what would you say is the state of women's relationships with their hunger? (laughs) Oh my God. This is why I do the work I do because women are just like so proper about their hunger and like, I, you know, there's so many places where women stop with their hunger. You know, one of my, um, one of my clients this week, we were just having a very simple conversation about desire, you know, and it's like, oh, I want to go on this trip, but no, I can't because this and this and this, and right. We come up, we are so much more trained to come up with all the reasons why not. And we don't even let ourselves dream for one minute. And so then energetically the universe like receive, like that's just cutting off the possibility of it. Yeah. And your body, you're feeling the limitation. You're not like, you're not energetically in the frequency of your imagination. You're in the frequency of the limitation, the limited world that you're seeing. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, the energy of this is shut down. And it's like all that desire is our entire lives. It's just energy. You're just, you just have to learn to play with energy. Mm -hmm. But if you do not give it the space to breathe, you're never going to have what you want. And so, you know, it's like, oh, I'll just have a little bit, or I don't, I don't want to be too much or "Ah, we're so cautious. We're so, women are so cautious. And I was that too. It was like, okay, proper. And let me just save my money for like some reasonable house that I'm going to buy someday and keep everything very manicured and very reasonable. And don't go out of your way for me. No, you don't need to go out of your way. Oh, don't (laughs) do that. Oh, we think we also are going to like have to pay a bill when we receive something. You know, and so then it's like, well, I don't even want to receive because I could never pay it back. Right. And it's like, no, when you open to receive, I'm like on Tuesday night, I was desperate for sisterhood. I'm like texting all of my, all of my friends. I'm like, no, literally I need to have sisterhood. (laughs) And then, you know, my friend, Elanine's like, great, come on over. She like dressed up for me. She made me this gorgeous dinner and, you know, just tea and just all of this, like, so much beauty. And I never could have had a friend make a dinner like that for me. I just would have, I don't know. Like I just, I wouldn't have even called that in energetically years ago because I couldn't receive it. Right. Or like, there's a lot of women that receive it and sabotage it. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I can't. Oh my gosh. This is going to be an inconvenience to you. And then how could I ever, I didn't show up with anything. I literally got there and I was like, <laughs> wow, I should have maybe brought some chocolates or, you know, and that's actually would have felt good to do that, but it was fine that I didn't bring anything because she wanted to pour into me. Mm. <laughs> uh, just for, yeah. for people listening out there, people want to pour into you, believe yes, it or not. People, but you have to stop blocking them. I see this so much, you know, with the intuitive work that I do too. I just, you know, women, woman after woman, it's like, there's people all around you who are looking at you and want to pour into you, but you're not letting them. Yeah. How is that? 
personally for you getting in the way in your relationships? Oh my God. I mean, really, I just called in a lot of unavailable men because I I couldn't have actually received really amazing attention. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have. I just, I didn't have the capacity for that. And so I just, I was totally in my masculine. I was like controlling men in a very covert way. Like we talked about on your Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) You you and I have this in common, you know? Uh Um, And I actually, I really, I, I think I've said this to you, but I'll say it again. You know, like I just, um, man, those conversations with you about those patterns just opened up so much Mm. for me Wow. to like, just be able to see my stuff too, you know, Mm -hmm. in a new light and to bring like, just like levity and just humor to it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I used to, I, I dated men when I was in New York, I dated a man who was in London at one point. Okay. Like, this is not a reasonable, why, why would I even do that? You know, it's so funny. And I had a relationship from New York to San Francisco and, you know, just all of these long distance relationships with unavailable men. And I just couldn't, it it was like, then I would just feel unfulfilled and blame them, right. For not giving me attention when like, I wasn't available for attention in the first place. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That sounds so, yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. Why are they not texting me? Why do they not want to spend more time with me? Why? Oh my gosh. Wait, what's happening here? Are we in a relationship? What's going on? And it's like, Girl, you literally <laughs> created this entire fucking yeah. Thing. Yeah, like there's a kink for it. Like you, you oh, wanted yeah. it exactly I the just, way it is. I just so wanted that, you know. And now, I mean, really, the you know the relationship I'm in now, it's like, oh, whoa, okay, this is what happens when two people love themselves at such a deep level, and they're clear wow. on what they want. And it's just not, there's no drama. There's not, there's nothing in the way, (laughs) but I had to go through all of that pain for years Mm -hmm. to be able to arrive here. Like that was, yeah, you know, I, I love Martha Beck. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's one of, she's, I think she's like supposedly called the OG life coach. She's Oprah's life coach. Oh Um, yeah. I vaguely heard of her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote, she wrote this book called the way of integrity and like integrity is her thing because she had some like terminal illness or cancer or something. And that led her to do an integrity cleanse where every 30 minutes she was checking if she had told a lie in the past 30 minutes. And if she had, she'd clean it up and (laughs) you know, (laughs) Yeah. And like, it just, I don't know why that, that really came up when I was thinking about what to talk to you about, because I think you're very honest and you, mm-hmm. you don't hold back a lot and you're very clean with what it is that you want and what it is that you feel. Mm, thank so, you. Yeah. It, did that ever, were you ever aware of that, that you're like, I'm going to commit to being honest. And I mean, I mean, that's oh, what desires yeah. are, right. But, but I'd love yeah. to hear if you notice if you were lying in places and you were just kind of oh, like, I need to, I need to be an open book from now on. Yeah. I mean that my whole life was built on lies, but I didn't, <laughs> you know, like I, it's so humiliating kind of to say that, but 
it wasn't my, my form of lying was not a, um, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to say the incorrect thing. It was just that like, I am not going to say anything. I'm not going to actually show what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of the time people think it, lying is like this malicious yeah, it's thing. Like, it's a manipulative thing, but it's really just when something's not what it really is. Yeah. I was just not actually saying the full truth. You know, and so, yeah, I remember being in an abusive relationship and being in denial about that. I was lying to myself first and foremost. Like that is that is the sneaky thing about this pattern of lying is that it's actually with yourself first and foremost, like not being honest. Oh, this relationship, it wasn't an alignment. I knew that in a deep soul level, but I was lying to myself about it. So then I was also lying to my girlfriends by like shutting down those relationships. You know, I remember my girlfriends came to me and they were like, what's happening? Is everything okay? It's like, yeah, you know, like, and I just didn't tell them what was really happening and how terrified I was in that relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then just, and was in- it, was it because you were scared of judgment or oh, you're scared? No, of- I would, I was scared. They would actually stand for me to leave the relationship. And I, I was like, I can't leave this relationship. I have right. to like stay here. Yeah, the lengths our ego will go to. to oh my safe. God, to continue the suffering. It's just yes. extraordinary. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can't, it's wild thinking about it, but I'm like, that's just where it was on my path and that's what I needed. And then, you know, there were places where this showed up like in my career too, where like I became this like traveling consultant at one point. That job was so miserable. It was not aligned to who I was. It was like, I was just slowly dying, but I was like, okay, well the money and I'm getting all these hotel points and, uh, you know, that whole racket. And I was just lying to myself and like slowly trudging through, you know? And then, yeah, with men, it's like, oh, just lying about what I actually wanted you know? And, yeah. and so like, oh, I'm just like, yeah, you know, oh, a relationship. Okay. Yeah. I would like that. But it's like, no, really? I actually want to build a life with someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's so common that women are just unwilling yeah, just to, like, to share that, just share and especially whole... for the fear of pushing someone away. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, I just was not honest I wasn't honest about that. And, and, you know, with my, with my friends, I was just in a pattern of victimhood with them. Like, it was like, oh my God, my job is so terrible. Oh, so is mine. You know, it was just like this downward spiral, you know, and it, I wouldn't have, I think there were times where I saw some things for them, you know, but like, I wasn't in the practice or in any agreements with my friends that we were going to really tell the truth. Right. So it was just this whole like talking over the thing, you know, and I fully own that. I'm like, it's, that was, I created that, right. It's not, I don't hold it on those friends. Like it's not their fault. I really see how I created that and I take full responsibility for it, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just got to this point, like when, when I started thawing my body out and like actually being able to feel my pussy, (laughs) that's when the truth 
started coming out. And I remember the first time I said no to a wedding for no other reason than I didn't want to go. Right. Like no need to come up with a good excuse or one that Uh would make you seem logical, one that would make you seem good. Yeah. And I set up, I remember at that time I set up a game with my friend Ellie, who you obviously know. I think I, I was like, I need you to be the desire police. And literally I would like say a list of things that I thought that I wanted or that I, you know, and and she would just be like, okay, like, do you really want that? Do you really want to do that? You know? And it was like things that I was saying yes to, right? Oh, this is another place where I used to lie. Like, do you want to do this thing? Yes. When I was really a no, so many things out of obligation. Yes, exactly. More than we can imagine. Oh my God. So much obligation so much obligation in my space that I don't want to do this or I'm going to do this because I don't want to make that person mad or I want to make sure that they're I'm rescuing them or whatever, you know, or I don't want to spend that money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'm flying to LA when I come back first class. Oh, hi. Yeah. And I just wanted to, and it was completely unreasonable. And I was like, but my pussy really wants to fly first class. Like I, you know, like my, my brain is like save money. And my pussy's like, nope, you got to fly first class. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like listening to that voice. So, but then, you know, over time, it's like, I've gotten, I have sisters in my life who will call me to the truth. And so it's like, oh, wait, what's the first layer of this? Okay. There's that, but what's the real thing underneath it? And I swear, I'm like, get, I just get nailed by my friends all the time. When, if I don't tell the truth, like if I don't actually say the full truth. Right. Right. Which we can energy, we can all energetically feel like, yeah. even if you're, even if you're fully a conscious person or not, or you have a spiritual yeah. practice or whatever, like we can all feel when there's something deeper there yeah. when it's surface. Right. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's such a practice to be like, oh. No, I'm not available for that. End scene. No, I don't have desire for that. Right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the really, I tell my friends this all the time, but I'm like, oh, I need them to help me stay honest. I love that. Because, you know, like something Martha Beck mentions is that she lost like 90% of her, the people in her life. Uh-huh. From from being honest, yeah. you know, so that's really that's incredible. Yeah. You have friends that'll actually totally be accountable for you, for sure. And and like, let's be real too. You know, like I have like moved on from some relationships as well. You know, and that can be an intense part of the transformation process. You know, yeah. But I've done a lot of work to like create completion in those relationships, and you know, to really honor what they were and honor the current form of what I desire and what I need and what's really required to be in relationship with me. You know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's Absolutely. not really hard, people. Yeah, but it just like, it just, that's to me what self-worth is, you know, mm-hmm. really seeing, really being able to communicate that is like, that is what having self-worth is. Now, I would think there's an art in expressing desires because what I hear a lot is like women tend to sometimes scare men in particular 
when they're just like, it's almost like a desire vomit where it's like, here's everything oh, that yeah. I desire. And so there has, I'm sure there's like an art in expressing desire. So yeah. have you found yourself that there's an art, especially when there's a lot of hunger involved? Yeah. I mean, you know, I find lots of outlets. Don't limit yourself on the outlets to express <laughs> desire. Yeah. You know, like if, if you're only relying on one person in your life, that's not going to be enough for a hungry woman you know, which I think all women are hungry if we're honest. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I, I find like spreading it out and being generous, you know, I'm like, I express desires on social media. I express desires to my family, to my partner, to my sisters, to my team, you know, like, (laughs) and so that's the first thing. And then the other thing too, is I think is especially in relation to that thing you said about like men being terrified of our desires. Mm -hmm. They aren't terrified of our desires. What they're terrified of is letting us down. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause they're like solution focused. So they're immediately like, Oh my God, I have to, I have to take care of all of this. Right. So I, um, yeah, I remember one of the, you know, one of the things that I said to Angel in the beginning, you know, I was was like, Oh God, I just, I have so many desires. You know, I feel crazy. Uh And I just said, I basically set up an agreement with him, you know, where it's like, okay, so it's really important. I want both of us to be expressing our desires, you know, and just like be full, fully open with our desires. And for me, when I express a desire, I'm in the practice of being unattached to it. And so I, you know, I just let, like, I just, I just want to be able to let them through and express them, but I just want you to know, right. It's a way for you to see me, but it's not a demand, you know, it's not even a request. It's just a desire. Mm -hmm. And then that will give us like, that is like our life force in this, right. It's energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just energy, you know? And so that is, So now it's like, I can just say, you know, this thing, that thing, you know, and, and it's fun. And, you know, even like, gosh, the place where I find this gets even trickier is in relationships. Doesn't matter if you're monogamous or open or whatever agreements you have, you know, at some point, some other person will enter your energy field and you will have a desire. It's just normal it's just normal. You're going to see a hot man or a hot woman and think, Oh, right. And that doesn't doesn't mean you don't love your partner and you don't have desire for your partner. It's just like how desire works, you know? And so that's the other thing, you know, that, that we're setting up is just the like, Hey, as these things appear, right? We're not saying, oh, I want to go have sex with that person right now. It's just mostly like, oh my gosh, I thought that woman was so hot and I had a desire to touch her boobs. Ah! (laughs) Right. I mean, when you think about, when you think about shadow and how like aggression comes from the suppression of anger, it's, you could see that as like, like yeah. cheating, cheating comes from the suppression of that, of that desire. You know, it's like, right. if you were to just give it room to breathe and express right. it, then it wouldn't come out that other I way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, then you can, you know, whatever you can work with it. You can see what's within your range, but it's like, we're so scared 
to feel our partner's desires, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and also hearing you speak, it just reminds me of my little girl when she was little and she expressed her desires so openly and her parents, like my parents were just like, uh, she can't feel like she can have it all. Like she needs to know that there's, that there's a real world out there and that she can't have everything she wants, you know? And so Mm -hmm. that gets shut down. And I think like so many of us live with like that little girl being afraid of being shut down, you know? Oh yeah. My little girl. I mean, listen, she, I try to keep her in the passenger seat most of the Uh time. You know, but sometimes she tries to drive the car and I'm like, <laughs> sweetie, no, yeah. um, you know, she gets scared. And um, then I just have to tell her like, it's okay. You are safe. You can have your desires. It's okay to want your desires. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. I just love that, that your message is just to prioritize desire, even when it's not convenient, even when it doesn't make sense, when it's not glamorous. <laughs> Because it just feels so good. Yeah, totally. I you just gotta follow follow that. If you just start following the whispers of your desire, just even the small little things, you know, like you're like, oh, you wake up and you're like, why do I, I want to go? I want to get an acai bowl at that place that's ten minutes away. What time is it? I have barely any time. I'm gonna have to maybe not shower, but I really want to go get that acai bowl. Okay, I'm gonna go do it. You know, it's like. You just start allowing it in small ways. Mm -hmm. It will open up the bigger desires, you know, but it. Yeah, uh, that's so good because so many people out there say they they don't know what they want and they they tend to overlook the little desires when they could lead them to the big one. Or you're just telling your body, hey, I, I trust you. You can keep showing me. Yeah, the bigger desires me. that I have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you so know, but you gotta, you gotta listen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. that. That was so good. I'm just feeling so inspired and ready oh my to gosh. like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like a, just ready to see what layers of like, of honesty can I peel off? And like, yeah. but, but really what I'm hearing is just, it's just letting that hunger out, you know, and seeing mm-hmm. where it is that I want more. Yeah, I love that. Totally. Uh, uh, so fun. Well, yeah. Okay, so you have your cocoon. Is, is that still going yeah. on? Cocoon container. Cocoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is there going to be another round of that? Because I'd love oh, for you girl. to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm in it if, if there is. But please tell us what it is so that my listeners can also know how to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. So there is, well, I'll say I actually have a one month, like little uh, sort of appetizer platter of desire coming up in January, which is like the cocoon prequel. Okay. Yeah. And that is the awakening. So that's just like a, um, that's like a very entry point like okay what is desire what does it feel like to be around women in my desire and just to like wake up and it's really for all like all levels of women you know i have women that have been on the feminine path for years and years that just like wanted to come in and do the awakening you know because they're like i I just need to like reignite this and then women who are like okay what's happening with desire Uh outside of my comfort zone And then from there, right, if women um, really want to go on a deeper path to be held with me for a longer period of time and like 
really see this through, that is the path of cocoon. And cocoon for me is really, it's, a, it's an unraveling and it's the experience of just being held at such a deep level inside of sisterhood mm. and letting go of all the threads of your life that are not true. And then just bathing in that energy field. <laughs> like that is just, ooh, that's my favorite part. Just the, it's just stripping down everything that's in the way and then really relaxing into your feminine. You know, um, yeah, I kind of to me, like the image that I get is like closing my eyes and then not realizing that I'm flying. It's like you're yeah. letting go and letting go and letting go. And then you open your eyes and you're like, oh, I've been flying this whole time. Like I've grown wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it's so gorgeous. And it's like just I get a lot of women that come into that container who are at a place where they're like, oh, my gosh, like. I kind of just want to go into a cave, you know, mm. like how, like all of this noise out here, you know, yeah. and how do I, like just the experience of being held like that. It's so many women who hold so many other people and then yeah. they can finally let go into that. Yeah, I, I hear that. And I don't know what kind of witchy magical thing you do with your energy. But I know that you just hold women with your energy, you don't even speak, you know, I mean, the last time you did that with me, you stared at me for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's so the thing. Cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. There's a lot of work, energetic work going that I do behind the scenes to keep the container clean and to like have it be in integrity. And that's really the that's really I think yeah my gift is the the energetics and the feeling mm -hmm. of all of that. Love that. Ah. <laughs> So good. I know I can't wait. And if oh, any so Yeah, if any of you listening, any ladies listening would like to join, how can how can they get yeah. in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um couple ways. Instagram, Kaylin McDuff. I'm sure you can put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. That is one of my internet homes. So I recommend following me there. And you're always welcome to send me a DM on Instagram. And then uh, if you go to kaylin.online, you can download my desire guide, um, which really gives you just like the foundations of like how to work with desire, you know, like very, okay. Like this is, this is the entry point and that'll get you onto my very hot email list, you know, where I like to send emails when I feel turned on about it. Beautiful. And, and then lastly, you know, if you are interested in any of those programs or, you know, a deeper one-on-one -on -one journey, you can book a desire call either on my Instagram or on my website, kaylinmcduff.com. And, you know, we can look at what is the path that would serve you. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and kicking off this season two oh, of my tonight. podcast. Tonight, um, this, thank you so much for this space. Like, it's just so fun to digest. And I really want to acknowledge you for the way that you hold the space and the container and just the, I feel so seen, you know, like just these little pieces you picked up through my social media. I'm like, oh, she read that. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just like feel so seen. And it says so much about who you are as a woman and as a holder of other women. So thank you for being in this work with me. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Commitment Phobe. If this episode left an impact on you, please share with friends, family, loved ones, ex-lovers, the people in your life who you think would benefit from listening to these conversations. If you're curious about the kind of work that I do, head on over to my website, www.tanaimelgram.com, where you can learn more about what I do with my one-on-one coaching clients, group coaching programs, and you can set up a discovery call with me to see how I can be of support to you. You could also follow me on Instagram on my handle at Tanai Milgram. I'm always posting content about what I'm up to and new insights, new learnings that I'm getting along my journey. And please head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review if you like what you heard so we can raise awareness around these conversations and change the way that we're talking about intimacy and commitment. Thank you so much again and see you next time.